covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Inside Black and Gold, back again. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak getting you into some latest and greatest on Saints impending free agency. We're going to be soaked, drenched, covered in this very soon. I mean, the the talk of where we need to improve, uh, the Saints need to improve, and where they need to maybe cut bait going into this year with some players on their own rosters, where we'll look at first. Um, but I it's going to be interesting, obviously, Jeff, because just the continued salary cap issues that are a problem for the for the franchise, but they are digging out of it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go through kind of the unrestricted free agents um, coming in, some of the restricted free agents, which aren't that many of. And I would argue this list isn't that crazy. I think it's pretty easy to manage. I'd also argue that the cap is not as big of a deal, as always, as many would like to make it out to be. But this is a team that is trying to, as Mickey said, manage it back to the middle. So they're not always at the bottom. They would like to be closer to the middle because they're okay with operating close to the cap. Like there's a team that is more than willing to spend at or above the cap, but they want to make it so they can have some flexibility in their decisions. So that's going to weigh on some of these free agency decisions. But yeah, and then we're going to make some divisional round picks uh, going into this weekend. We got the Giants and the Eagles playing. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure Steve knows that his Eagles are going to lose. Yeah, it's not but looking yeah. good for them. I'll tell you that much. So let's start with the the restricted free agents just to get them out of the way. So these are players that the Saints can tender at a certain round to make sure that like if if anyone comes in to sign them, that they would get compensation for it. And so that would be wide receiver Marquez Callaway, who is kind of a question mark. I don't know. Like he had a rough season, but I think you're probably going to tender him somewhere and keep him around because he's been on this roster and he's been he's been productive. And yeah, you'll see. He's 24. Defensive tackle Albert Huggins, who I would have guessed was like 30. He's 25, so he's on that list. Jawan Johnson, who's probably going to get a pretty decent tender. I bet he's going to be making some decent money next year. Kind of like, like for example, Deontay Hardy got a second-round tender, and he got made $4 million this year. For an undrafted guy, who that's a pretty that's a significant raise. So I expect that's somewhere – that's around where you'd get Jawan Johnson. He's 26. And then Chase Hansen, again, it's, he's 29. I don't know. Yeah, you probably you might bring him back. You might let you might not tender him and then still bring him back. But I don't think you're gonna you're gonna guarantee him any money. But so that's a restricted list. I feel like some way, somehow, no matter what, there has to be a Chase Hansen. Chase Hansen has to be some way, shape, or form on the Saints roster. Because it's a rule. It seems to be, yeah. Even though we've seen so limited production or actually him even being on the field. The Saints do have like a quota of Utah guys that they have to bring in, right? It seems like the rule, and he's one of them. He's from Provo. I don't think he went to BYU, unfortunately. So that's a that's a that's a knock against him is he didn't go to BYU. Like he, it's the uh, you know there's another player on this list who did, and maybe he comes back, right? You know, you never know. But yeah, the Saints are very much a team that values the players that they drafted, the players that they evaluated, the players that they bring in. 
because they already made that decision once. They're not going to they're not going to change their mind. They already feel like this. And so that was I thought it was an interesting answer that Mickey gave. I asked him kind of whether not having a first round pick this year kind of changes your evaluation process on some of these first round um, options because you don't know if you're going to have a chance at them and how much scouting time are you going to spend on a guy that you genuinely probably won't have a chance to draft. But does that impact, you know, if you get a first round pick for Sean Payton, maybe maybe you do get a chance to draft that guy and you want to have scouted him, right? So it's kind of an interesting conversation. And he said that it's not really going to change how they operate in terms of who they scout because, and I didn't expect this part of the answer, but it's because, you know, these guys might be free agents in four years and they're going to they're gonna want their own evaluation of these players coming out. And so if you had a really high grade on somebody in the draft and then four years later, he's a free agent, and, you know, like, for example, like a Demario Davis, right? Like, it's like you have insight that other people won't have based on what the Jets did with this guy. And maybe the Jets screwed him up. But, like, you know that your evaluation on him is pure. So, you know, why not bring him in? And so I thought that was interesting. And so I think that's part of the reason why, like, you know, a Malcolm Jenkins comes back, a Patrick Robinson comes back, a Mark Ingram comes back. Because you're more comfortable with your evaluation on these players than what other teams are doing in their own organizations. <laughs> that's all. That's all I had there. I'm just going over this list here that, you know, you put out here with the Saints, unrestricted free agents, and there's not a lot that stand out to me as must-keeps, honestly. There's a few, but there's not, I would say, an overwhelming amount that are are must to hold on to for this team. Yeah, so there's about 18 players, and, and I agree. So here are a few that I think are goners, right? All right. Wide receiver Deontay Hardy. I don't think he's coming back, so I'm going to just – no, you got a guy like you, you've upgraded in that position. Well, it feels like an upgrade right now with Rashid Shahid, a guy that won't won't only be a contributor and on special teams, but really to me stood out a lot more what he was able to do on the offensive side of the ball, and definitely anxious to see how much more they can unlock of him heading into next year. Yeah, and so like it just doesn't make sense. Like he's he's right. a guy that you're kind of ruling out going down the list. I would guess that. Jarvis Landry, he's not coming back. One and done. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. You know, maybe you do get him back, but like you're not gonna, he's not gonna be a high priority free agent for you. And, and you know, maybe if he does want to come back another one year deal and he just wants to play at home, sure, but he's not gonna be on my must keep list. Mark Ingram's another guy. Yeah. Uh, I can, I'm putting an X next to his name. I don't think that it would make sense for you to, to, to go heavy to try to re sign him. David Johnson is another guy who I'm okay with saying, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Agreed. And even you look at Dwayne Washington, just because what popped up with him late in the year, and you don't even know how serviceable he can be dealing with migraines now. And I mean, he was just more of a special teams guy, but still, you know, he played he played a, an important role on that special teams, I feel like. Yeah. And so I think the next the next bucket that I'm going to put players names in is the one-year minimum guys, right? Like the, the guys who you would be willing to re-sign at one-year minimum, and that's about it, right? Like you're not you're not giving anyone multi-year deals here is, okay, so Ethan Greenwich, 25. He spent the year on IR, but I do think that, you know, there's value there. You know, he's a he's a serviceable backup. He might be a practice squad guy, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to bring him back on a one-year minimum. Justin Evans, I would probably try to bring him back to, again, depth. He's only 27. Kyle Passion, you know, 
I'm probably letting him walk because I think he's going to get interest from someone else. And I do want to just open up a open up a path for Peyton Turner to hopefully take a step forward in year three because everyone's already out on Peyton Turner and I understand why. But like this is year three for him. This is a very important season. It's the season that Adam Troutman had and he fell flat on his face. And so like I want to open up a path for him, even if he even if he doesn't succeed, he's a first round pick. I need to at least give him runway. And so I think you already have Carl Granderson. You still have Cam Jordan under contract. You still have, you know, this value there. And so I think that you're letting Tano walk because you are anticipating Peyton Turner stepping into that, that role, that rotational role. So I'm letting Tano walk. How about you? That's a tough one just because, you know, he's a veteran, been there, done that, a guy you could plug in easily. I'd be interested on in a one-year deal with him just because I'm not sold on anybody's health along that defensive line. Yeah, I, I would bring Tano back on a one-year deal if doable. Yeah, so we're split on that, but I, I think it's I think it's close. He's 28. He's still productive. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised right. if he gets a deal somewhere else. Like that's that's the other thing is like, can you bring them back on a one-year deal? Right. And I'm not sure that totally. PJ Williams, it almost feels like a guarantee. <laughs> He's literally played his entire career on one-year deals with the Saints, and I don't expect that to change. So I'm going to put a one next to his name. Dwayne Washington, it's another example. Like he has been dealing with the cluster migraines. So, you know, it's really, to me, it's a question of, can he keep playing? Like if, it, exactly, if, this, is right. a, if this is an issue that he just can't seem to kick. And to, me, and to but, me, that running back, and I know you too, that, that running back room is something that really needs a lot of upgrades. I think you need youth for sure. But Dwayne's not the like Dwayne is a, he's back because of the special teams contribution. Right, right. This was the year that if you were gonna try to get something out of him beyond special teams, yeah, this would have been the year, and you didn't. So he's a one-year special teams contributor guy, in my opinion. And so we're we're kind of we're we're knocking off the the names that are kind of questionable. So Andy Dalton, I'm gonna skip for now. But Daniel Sorensen, 32 years old, which I didn't realize he's 32 years old, but he is a BYU guy. And so for the same reason, Taysom Hill is older than you would expect based on the number of years he's been in the NFL. That's Daniel Sorensen, too. I thought he played, you know, decent. I mean, he didn't have any major breakdowns. You know, he's he was there. He was fine with a backup role. He had a couple interceptions. The Saints only had seven on the year. He had two of them. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm bringing him back on a one-year deal. He was on a one-year deal this year, so I'm bringing him back again, in my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, he's valuable depth in that secondary and proved to be an asset in, in some situations where, hey, he was in the right place at the right time, but we need, definitely needed more of that from this defense that just seemed to be so incapable of, of turning the ball over, need any, any kind of luck or being a, a, a ball magnet. I'll take it from anybody. And yeah, not, nothing huge from Sorensen, but definitely a valuable guy that you, know, you can lean on if needed to for depth. Okay, and now two, two more guys who are, are either one-year or walk guys. Defensive tackle, Shy Tuttle, he's 27. And DTD, Kentavious Street, he's 26. Which if you had to, if you had made me guess who was older, yeah. Shy Tuttle or Kentavious Street, I would have I would have put hundreds and hundreds of dollars on on Kentavious being older. He's only twenty six. He might be the oldest looking twenty six year old I've ever met in person. Yeah, it's pretty wild for sure. You, that, when when I'm just looking that up too, I couldn't believe to see that that 26. Tuttle has is older. How, He's just a man child. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, and so and so this is an interesting thing. Like we talked about Ryan Nielsen in the last episode, and Kentavious Street is very much a Ryan Nielsen guy. Sure. Um, 
Jai Tuttle is a Tennessee guy. And those are two very clear trends of, you know, Ryan Nielsen in the, on the defensive line and Tennessee in terms of just bringing in a lot of Tennessee players for whatever reason. So I would think if Ryan Nielsen sticks around, which we don't know because he's interviewing with the Falcons, I would think Kentavious Street sticks around on another kind of one-year deal. Shai Tuttle, I don't know. I think you're drafting the defensive tackle position this year because you should have done it last year. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he if they if they let him they let him walk. Yeah, to me, definitely in that group, I'm I think that you can get more production out of a player like Contavious Street in that defensive end rotation that I think ends up being so key with, with the Saints team being able to, you know, apply pressure. And we just didn't see much from that defensive tackle spot at all this year. And I mean, there's another guy on the list and a David Onyemata who's now up to 30. I'm surprised to see that. Yeah. I, I, he's a, he's an interesting guy at a certain point. You need to bring guys back because you need defensive tackles, but yeah, I'm probably letting David test the market. There's two guys on this list and we can hit the other one next who I'm letting test the market because I, I, I didn't trust. I'm interested in bringing them back, but I'm not interested in, 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 paying for what their value should be based on what they've done. And that is David Onyemata and Marcus Davenport. Both of those guys, I think, if you had to sign them last year, would have gotten lucrative multi-year deals from the Saints, or at least the Saints would have tried to to ink them to multi-year deals because there would have been competition from the marketplace. This year, I don't think there's going to be a lot of competition. And so you might say, yeah, okay, guys, see what you can get. And if, you know, bring it back to us and we'll see, you know, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But, you know, I don't, I don't think either of those guys is going to make you kind of foot the bill. Definitely not Onyemata um, because at least Marcus Davenport, he's 26 and you have a lot invested in him. So if you have an excuse to keep him around, you will. David Onyemata, I think, has really been disappointing and he's 30, right? So, you know, you could say, you know, he had he took a step back this year, but maybe he's just declining because he's getting up there at age although i thought he did play pretty well towards the end of the year at least it was much better than for most of the season for onyamata with me with davenport man it's really frustrating we know the skills there there's a big confidence aspect lacking from from him and his game and i think you've seen that in the locker room too when speaking to him it's just a lot of him saying you know i've got a think more, believe more in myself kind of deal. And it's like, I feel like it's the movie Swingers, you know, where they're talking to their buddy in the bar. It's like, you're that big bear. And you've, you've got these claws, just use them. And I see that with what Davenport brings out there. We've seen him like a bear, more opposing defenders. And for whatever reason, though, he's unable to do that, obviously, on a consistent basis where you feel like, he should be able to have like that takeover and we just haven't seen him be able to do that at all. Really. And this past season, I know from Dennis Allen to whatever co-defensive coordinator wants to talk about stats, not being a measure of everything you do on the field. He had half a sack this entire season. That's got, that's got to equate to more. I don't care how many pressures you're bringing. Yeah, that's crazy. It makes those that Peyton Turner had two sacks (laughs) in one game. (laughs) <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. And it, it I like there's something not adding up there. But again, like I'm putting a T next to his name and I'm putting a T next to David Onyemata's name because in a situation where 
they they go out there and they're like, there's nothing, you know, I just don't like the deals that are available. And it's like, yeah, I'll come back on a prove it deal, you know, and and see what happens, right? Like like Evan Engram, for example, did that with the with the Jaguars yeah. this year, right? And he oh, had a great man. season. And now he's gonna get paid. And so like there is value in that. And and if I'm the Saints, I you know, I I've invested a lot in in Marcus Davenport. He knows my defensive schemes. He's played well here, and we know he can play well. And well, so if I'm able to get him what back. If, what if Nielsen leaves? Does he take Davenport kind of thing with him? You know what I mean? I, yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know. But, you know, if I'm the Saints and I'm trying to just maintain, get to some of that pass rush coming back. And if I can get a discount on Marcus, knowing sure. that his ability is there and it's just a matter of unlocking it, I'm going to try it. But I wouldn't be surprised if a team did just you know, say, you know, that was an anomaly and we're going to pay him a reasonable amount, maybe a three-year deal. So that's kind of where you're the Saints. You're not, you know, they pushed back their void dates. And so I think that they're going to try to going to try to figure some things out and and that's going to be something to watch. I think both of those guys are very much up in the air. Now, these the guys that are left, I think, are much more interesting questions in terms of, you know, do you let them test the market? The first one, you know, is right on the, is right on the fringe and that's Bradley Roby. He's 30. I think I'm letting Bradley walk personally because of the young talent you have at that position. Yes. I think, I think you can manage. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think it makes a ton of sense again. Maybe, you know, if he, if he's just not getting the the deals in the market and he wants to stick around, who knows? Right. But you know, I I don't think you're going to spend, you're going to, you're going to put a multi-year deal on, on Bradley. And I think that there will be teams out there who, who do want to bring him in because the saints have been prolific in the secondary and, he has proven he can cover the slot. He can cover outside. Um, I think if you're the Saints, you are trying to make sure you can get all three of Paulson, Adiba, Alante Taylor, and Marshawn Lattimore on the field. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to pay above the minimum for your fourth cornerback. Totally agree there for sure. And so that's right. And it has nothing to do with Brad. I think Bradley's played well. Oh, right. But I'm letting him walk. Did we mention JT Gray at all? Hold on. Oh, sorry. I got them all. I got them all. He was actually <laughs> the next guy on my list because <laughs> – I am not letting JT Gray walk. I am not allowing another one of my special teams aces to go make the Pro Bowl with another team. Yeah. I am paying JT Gray. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of, of seeing Justin Hardy's name and, and Chris Banjo's name about how great they are on special teams. And I get it. The Saints know they can find and, and, and groom and, and develop special teams aces. I want JT Gray. JT Gray is 26 years old. He's in his prime. Pay the guy. Yeah, I agree. When you got a guy with that, you know, 26 years old, still in your prime, depending, I guess you would say what kind of market it would fetch for him out there. It makes more sense to keep a guy like him around who is uh, above and beyond on special teams and can fill in for you on a pinch, obviously at safety. But what he brings to your special teams group is, is obviously above and beyond and I can't imagine it being that costly of a sticker tag on him. No, and and you did see him more this season in the actual defense. And I don't know if he was good or not or whatever, but like you did at least feel comfortable enough to put him on the field, right? And so if you're if you're at least willing to do that, then I feel like he there's there's a little more value there than a guy who you just would never do that with. And so like I'm I am making sure that he does not leave. And I don't know how you do that, but you do it. And I think you're bringing up next is probably the big price tag or the bigger price tag that may be expected. There's one more first. <laughs> so this is how I've done this, right? I put X's next to guys that I'm going to let walk straight okay. up. I am putting ones next to guys that I want to try to bring back at a one-year minimum deal. 
I'm putting T's next to guys that I want to let test the market. And I'm putting M next to guys that are must signs, must signs. So JT Gray right now is the only must on this list. The next one who I think is a question mark is Andy Dalton. I thought you were going a different direction. Well, there is another, there's one more, but I want to get to him last. And I know who you're, t- I know you're talking about, yeah, okay. but I mean, like, what do you do with Andy Dalton? Do you bring him back? Do you try? I think that there's going to be an interesting scenario of obviously what what are the other plans at quarterback? Because I, I don't think you go into the season thinking that Andy Dalton is, yes, your starter week one. No, right but I mean, I think he's still a valuable backup, even if he's not. Right, he's no, a totally. Guy. I totally agree with that. If you're going to draft someone or even bring in, what if you bring in a Jimmy Garoppolo? Who do you, who do you, you don't know if it could stay healthy even? Right. You know that and you know that Dalton's durable. It it depends on what your plans are at quarterback, but I think you try to hammer out a one year deal with him. You know, you, you you see if you can get him back on a similar deal. I'd be surprised if you can, based on the fact that he played pretty well. Considering what fans think, yeah, he did play pretty well. Well, I mean, and and like high value backups can can get paid, right? Like, so it's like you're not even not signing him as the backup, or even signing him as the backup. I'm not sure three million dollars is going to do it. Agreed, and so it's yeah. like, is it is there value there? But I think you do. I think you try to bring him back on a one-year deal because I think he's he's played well and he's a guy who, if you do bring in a bigger name, he can be the backup. Unless we're going to talk more about one of my ideas in the next segment and then it wouldn't make sense. But for now, based on this, I'm going to give put a one next to him, right? Like you're going you're gonna to try to keep him around. Quote-unquote bridge guy, I think, yeah, you have to bring him back. And then the last one, 27-year-old man, former Idaho Vandal. He's going to get the other – there's only going to be two M's on this list and this is going to be the other one. It's linebacker Caden Ellis. If they let him get out of town, I will be very angry. Yeah, it'll be unfortunate to see, especially what, what he was able to do when, when they were down with Pete Werner and everybody kind of was, woe is me, what are you going to do without a guy like that in the lineup? And then the transition really was seamless, and you could even see you know, Ellis really making – he's always been a try-hard, play-hard kind of guy, but, man, you just saw him really excelling to me in all facets – uh, of the field, and I was surprised to see him as as a, a pass rusher, a guy being able to stuff the run, and even you know in the passing game, I thought all around he's really improved. And so, and he serves two roles here because you can play him with the other two linebackers, right? And you can yeah. play him <laughs> in the place of the other two linebackers if you needed to. And so that in and of itself, like you're not going to pay top dollar for a Sam linebacker. But you are going to pay top dollar for a Sam linebacker who can also play the will, and you can probably transition to the mic, um, has played well in coverage. He can rush the passer. He does everything well, and he's been developed in-house. So, like, if you're not going to sign that guy, who are you going to sign? So so he's getting my other M. And I, But I do think that, you know, you look at this list, there's a lot of players on it, but I only have two with M's next to their names, and that's JT yeah. Gray and Caden Ellis. And so I think that that's a good indicator that you are in decent shape from a roster build perspective. See, what I worry about too is obviously with Caden Ellis, either coordinator goes somewhere and obviously he'd be a name they would want to latch on and bring with them to Carolina or Atlanta to say who we, and I, I haven't seen the, the Panthers cap situation, but I know Atlanta's got loads of money to blow this year. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. It's like, so, I'm matching whatever. If someone's offering him a deal, I'm matching it. And that's why I put an M next to him's name. Must match whatever. Like, those are guys that I'm not letting leave. 
like for example, like Trey Hendrickson left because you weren't willing to pay him what the other team was willing to pay him. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that should be the case with Caden in part because, you know, like obviously DeMario is this guy, but like who knows how much longer he has left in the tank and you don't, and like you, you, you develop this guy for you, not for other teams. Um, and so that's it. But, but again, like, there's a reason that I put I put W's and X's next to all these other names because like I'm not that's not where I'm spending the money. I'm spending the money on Caden Ellis. I'm spending the money to keep JT Gray so that two positions of my team retain this top tier talent that I've developed. And so that's to me that's it. And that's I think we can wrap that up there. Yeah, definitely interested to see obviously who how that shakes out with guys and who who comes back for another year with the Saints. Uh, I, I love the fact that like you said, PJ Williams it just seems to be a short of a one year deal every year. Yeah, and I mean, I, there's a there's a good number, you know. So Ethan Greenidge, Kentavious Street, Justin Evans, Dwayne Washington, PJ Williams, Daniel Sorensen, and Andy Dalton are all guys that I want to bring back on one of your minimum deals. And like, if you can't, you live with it. But like, you're trying to bring them back, you know. Even if it's not a minimum deal, if you have to throw a couple extra million on the top, throw a bonus in there to to grease the skids because there is another team that's interested. Sure. But like I think that's that's on the table. Something completely like off base or off top. I'm not really off topic, but do you think Ingram retires or does he still play? That's going to be a question for Mark to answer. <laughs> you sound like like Cam Jordan or a player now. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not going to speak for Mark. I think he's very much in retirement territory. But he's also a guy who if he was if he was a guy who wanted to retire, he could have done it three times by now. So he clearly wants to play. It's just a question of whether he wants to go through that rehab process. And I can't speak for him on that because that's that's gonna be tough. But I know he was doing sideline reporting during the national championship, right? Or one of Alabama's games. Yeah. No. Okay, let's wrap that up there. Um, and then I have a I have a rant that I want to go on about the quarterback that I'd like the Saints to sign, and then we're gonna come back with divisional playoff picks. Stick around on inside blocking goal. 